Uh, listen, you listen to me. Yeah, you see, everyone, everyone cusses Ryanair. You know, Ryanair are my guys. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Every time I've, I don't think I've paid more than forty pound return for a flight to Dublin. Wow. Ryanair, my. As soon as I see Dublin on that sale list, I'm there. there. <laughs> I am there. I'm so, there. Hey everyone, um, welcome back to the sound of Accra. I go by the name of Adrian Daniels. Um, and before we get into our usual intro, we have our guest today is Aradra. Um, Aradra, say hi. What's up? Hi, what's up, everybody? Yeah, so Aradra, so she is 21. She's a 21-year-old self-taught jeweler specializing in creating grills, gold teeth as yep. well, and as well as jewelry restorations. Is that correct? Right? Yes, yes. So you started your business in business 17 or was it one seven how, how do you pronounce that one seven one seven jewelers yeah one yeah. seven jewelers okay in in 2017 yeah okay is that and actually well we'll get into the names <laughs> name and everything i just want to get the intro out of the way and cool. then we can get into it so she started her business one seven jewelers in 2017 in south london and then she taught herself how to make grills by watching videos and reading yep. dental publications um, currently she's based in Birmingham but she also works with clients all over the world and she's currently studying jewelry and silversmithing at Birmingham City University and yeah you guys all tune in to the sound of a crowd this is the show where we chat with colorful creatives and entrepreneurs from a Ghanaian background all with a special interest to the city of Accra, bringing you one step closer to Accra, wherever you are. Okay, um, how are you feeling? Thank you for coming on the show. I'm feeling good, you know, I'm excited. This is actually like my first ever like podcast interview yeah. kind of thing, so I'm ready to go. Well, I mean, you've got special treatment today and this is the first time we've kind of, this is the first day um, that we've done any kind of studio, proper studio recording, so you know love um, that we've, i've gone from you know just going to people's houses wow. doing it in um, cafes wow doing it remotely and now we're actually in studio i told everybody i will level up a season progression two, and here we are you see so yeah um welcome to the show how are you feeling you thank feeling you good? for having me i'm feeling good i'm excited i'm ready to go ready to awesome. answer your questions awesome excellent excellent okay all right so um yeah first of all let's 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 bust this myth how did you come up with the name like i mean is it is it because <laughs> because it was the year 2017 or you're you 17 when you started i don't know no it's actually got nothing to do with the year which okay. is crazy basically everyone thinks there's like some crazy story but it's really simple my favorite numbers are just one and seven okay <laughs> no way is yeah that, is yeah that what it was? yeah that's why it's one ah, seven not 17 like ah, yeah okay. sorry if i disappointed you but that's <laughs> li- <laughs> <laughs> that's what it sounds like literally it yeah i was waiting to hear some just some kind of life-changing story <laughs> not <you know>? today <laughs> okay okay and it just happened i think it's just i think what it is is that everything sounds like a coincidence because mm-hmm. so it was a coincidence that you started in 2017 yep. and your favorite number was was your favorite number this let's tell the truth right was your favorite number seven um one seven or 17 even back in 2017 yeah like okay. one because i was born on the first of okay. february and i'm the best i'm number one yeah. and seven because i'm from Fortin heath that's Jeez. known as the seven she are seven yeah shout out to Fortin heath um and shout out to 17 you know shout out to one seven rather okay wow that's that's quite interesting <laughs> i just find that a massive coincidence it really is awesome 
So we're going to learn a bit more about, you know, how you started One Seven Jewelers and how you got to where you are now. And we're going to discuss some other things, you know, experiences in Ghana and in all sorts of wonderful things. Cool. Um, First of all, um, Aradra, I just want to you to open up a little bit to the audience. So Mm -hmm. just kind of share the audience a little bit about yourself. Um, Yeah. So as Adrian already said, I'm 21. I'm a Mm -hmm. self-taught jeweler. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what can I say? Basically, uh, I really had no intention of ever starting a business. <laughs> <laughs> it actually came from a failure, which is why I really believe in life. Like everything happens for a reason. Mm. Long story short, went to college, yeah. flopped my A-levels yeah. and I wanted to go to uni to study quantity surveying. So I had wow. to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to go to like college and do like a one year BTEC mm. to get like extra credits. So obviously yeah, when I was doing it, whatever, whatever. And during that time, I actually like got a gold tooth. And when I went to like get my mold done, I was like looking around. I was like, yo, like what's going on? Like this is sick. Like I was hearing all the machines. Yeah. So then like, I went home and researched. Actually, no, no, no. They took like six weeks to give it back to me. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want to get another one, but okay. I'm not actually waiting six weeks. Yeah. So I literally just researched, you know, just was researching like how they made like not really planning anything and I actually found out that it wasn't that hard so went to college I was that to my friends I was like yo guys um if I start making grills like will you buy them will you buy them and they were all like yeah 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 so literally I went home that day <laughs> bought the stuff that I needed yeah. made myself one and I like, put it on my snapchat okay. like people started hollering me and then I was like wait what like you guys will actually buy it for me like I was a bit shocked yeah and that's how the business started wow yeah 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 okay, <laughs> okay. so if you if the results you got an a-level weren't the case mm-hmm. would you would you feel that you'd be in a different path as in quantity i.e quantity surveying yeah wow because i actually enrolled i was doing i was studying quantity surveying mm-hmm. and during the whole course i was just like nah like this is not for me really? i was at like, bunking uni no. to fly to dublin to do <laughs> pop-ups like it's crazy like i was bunking uni to take people's molds That's how you know. and then at the end of the year i was like do you know what i was gonna actually drop out in the middle and i was like do you know what? let me just finish it so I yeah. finished the year and then I changed my course to jewelry and silversmithing. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. I think that's how a lot of businesses start. Definitely. I, I think a lot of people in our generation, um, I think that's how business tends to start. It's, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like right before or during or just after university. Literally. You know I mean? That's when people kind of tend to, you know, explore, you know, the ventures and mm-hmm. the kind of stumble upon something which they want to take more seriously and i could mm-hmm. be i could be here naming a whole bunch of names <laughs> mark zuckerberg literally to, to my best friend toby wow. shout out to toby you know who's all started you know who, who have all started businesses during during or at university mm-hmm. can name a whole bunch of people but we're not going to get into that because it's all about you today <laughs> and the spotlight's on you today love that fantastic okay wow um grills grills gold teeth where did where do you feel like the, the ideas came from because i mean that's i mean must have had a passion for it i mean you must have had some kind of a um you know some you must have felt some kind of weight about Mm -hmm. it like what was the influences behind it so like obviously like being from south london like just like back in the days you see like even like i have an auntie like she had a gold tooth and i just used to ask when did you get that like she was like oh yeah back in my day you used to go to the dentist and they give them to you for free and I was like, what? I was like, what do you mean? She was like, yeah, you go to the dentist. I was like, so you got that gold in your mouth for free. <laughs> so then from that, I was just like, what? And then like, you just see aunties and uncles wearing them, just yeah. like all the guys, 
in the area wearing them and I was just like because you can have this they're so versatile like whatever mm. style you want you can get and mm. I was just like wow like this is just really cool so I've subliminally I think even when I was younger, it was just like in the back of my brain. Okay. And then obviously like rap videos and yeah. all the musicians and it's just like all comes together. And then, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I think, um, I think hip, I think uh, hip hop music, I think American hip hop music has, has been a big influence. I think um, if we look, if you go back to like maybe 2004, mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't know how old you were back then. But if you go back to, oh, wow. <laughs> um, that's what I'm thinking. Like if you go back to 2004, I think that's when things really kind of started. I mean, you, you know, people like Paul Wall, Lil, Lil John. It's funny when you say that because, you know, you know it is, you know, what, because like grills, they've been a thing, like even from the, from back in like mm. way back, like the Mayans, the Egyptians, yeah. and then you have the eighties. And then I think it was 04 or 05, Nelly dropped the song Grills. Yeah. And that really, like people knew about Grills, yeah. but that really propelled it into the mainstream. Mm. So like you said, Paul Wall, even Johnny Dang, um, Nelly, so many people, Eddie Pline, yeah. all of these people, they've been so influential in pushing it to the forefront. Yeah, so many people. And um that's that's where it really kind of peaked and you do see people um wearing um jewelry for for their teeth right mm -hmm. but i mean i think back then it was much of a, a, a bigger thing so yeah. i mean to, to hear about your business you know booming or, mm -hmm. or, or doing well you know even though it's probably not as big it's, it's quite inspiring i mean there's still it just shows that there's still demand for definitely for that, yeah because i history repeats itself you know so like even like with trends you see today so like you know the baguette diamonds and the grills that's not new they were doing that in the 80s like yeah. so i think um i don't know i think they do you know what i think like the outrageous i style million dollar grills they're getting a lot more popular as opposed to like the 16 top 16 bottom just 22 carat plain gold ones but yeah. still it's still there and like people i feel like people are always going to want to get grills <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's actually ever going to die out yeah. hopefully not <laughs> yeah. yeah hopefully i guess hopefully for you not so that you know you can continue to bring in that cash flow definitely okay and um how um how does it work in terms of the industry because obviously dealing with people's teeth mm -hmm. is you know can overlap into maybe different laws and mm -hmm. different regulations and hygiene how do you how do you navigate through all of that so basically what it is i tell clients and i'll just say it again like, i'm not a dentist <laughs> i have not been to dental school yeah. so grills are actually classed as mouth jewelry okay. because i'm not a dentist so people mm. might come to me and ask oh can you do permanence no because okay. i'm not a dentist so okay. in that side of things if I was like drilling your teeth and, you know, put cement in caps on and doing implants, yeah. that would actually be like a breach of dentistry. Mm. But because it's actually classed as tooth or mouth jewellery and it's okay. not a thing you're supposed to wear 24 seven, you mm. know, that's where that comes into play. But I do always reiterate that to my customers. So, okay. yeah. <laughs> so, so is that something you have to kind of do research in, you know, at the early, in the early days? To mm you know to really understand that area before you kind of went on in your business yeah yeah i did research it because i was like i don't want to get done for like practicing dentistry without a license because there are actually cases mm. of people in america being charged with practicing dentistry without a license but 
you know, I just made sure that I went down the necessary avenues and did the necessary research to, you know, be able to cover myself because nobody wants to get sued. That's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's definitely not cool. Not so at all. That's definitely not cool. So it's, it's good you went and you did your research. And definitely. You, and, you, and you covered your back. Definitely. Okay. And then let's talk about some of your your clients, your customers. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're, I'm not saying your clients Edris <laughs> Elbow or anything. <laughs> soon. Um, soon. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that positivity actually. Um, but um, what kind of customers? What kind of clients? If you had, have you had any kind of like surprises? Surprises in terms of people that have found you and kind of contacted you and, and bought some of your stuff. Um, I a lot of people contact me, but like they might not go through with it. Okay, so. I don't know. Like I get cl- clients, like the client range is wild. Goes from like eighteen to like fifty. Wow. Male, literally males, females, okay. everyone. Just like girls are such a like universal thing. It's not a thing for like oh, and you're twenty year old. Yeah. Um, but mm. I don't know. Like I, I try not to. What's, I don't know I try not to get like too excited about things I just I always like have my business cap on so I'm like boom if someone DM'd me I'm like yep yeah, cool business mode let's get this sale but you know <laughs> <laughs> let's get this sale like yeah that, yeah man. yeah I haven't had any like big clients yet okay. but that's because like I'm still pretty much in the starting stages yeah. you know I'm just trying to build up my work and myself because I am self-taught Yeah. so I'm just trying to build up my work to where it's at a point where you know people are like yeah cool boom i want you to do my grill don't even care about the price you're doing it (laughs) that kind of thing but that will come in time that will come in time definitely definitely i like that so probably the vision maybe in the future is to maybe to have some kind of shop or is it more kind of pop-ups do you think that's more kind of the way forward because everyone's kind of a bit more flexible Mm. these days and there's just a lot of uh opportunities these days in terms of reaching your your target audience Mm -hmm. your target market um yeah for right now and for the foreseeable future i'd probably say more pop-ups mm. but i think because having a shop like it's expensive yeah, like it's expensive, and yeah. then you like i think in the long run i would like to have a shop but if i'm gonna have a shop it's gonna be like a shop front with production in the back do you know yeah, what i mean it and it's i'm gonna run or my me and my people are gonna run everything I like so that everything will be done in-house so mm. on that accord definitely definitely want to go down that route definitely okay. i like your thinking thank you okay and um how do how do people tend to kind of find find seven one seven about to say 17 <laughs> <laughs> does that happen to just throw everyone everyone like, <laughs> throw everyone off <laughs> <laughs> one seven i like what you did because it does sound a lo- it does sound a lot more kind of classy yeah one that's what seven. i was going see that's what i was going for i'm I glad like it's it. resonating because yeah. if, you, if you if you did um if you went ahead and call it like 17 jewelers people would be like okay well did you create this when you're 17 like, yeah what, 17 what's mm-hmm. 17 mm-hmm. one seven sounds a bit more kind of like class that's what i was going for i like the thinking <laughs> yeah so i mean how do people tend to kind of like find you like are you kind of like heavily doing outbound marketing or do you get like people just stumbling upon mm-hmm. you online and um referrals so... word of mouth no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so i say mostly word of mouth and social media but like i am the most shameless promoter ever so like today i've got on my t-shirt yeah i've yeah. got like if I, even if i'm going to the shop i'll put on my hoodie that says it literally says on the back i make grills follow me on instagram why not? 
I print stickers and my mum actually told me off. She was like, don't stick them up because you actually get in trouble. I was like, I don't care. I stick Where them do you the stick them? Post boxes, buses, bus stop, anywhere someone's going to see. Even on like, you know, when you like press the button to cross the road, yeah. I'll put it right <laughs> on top of the bus. So you have to see it. Oh, so it's yeah. <laughs> Literally, but I feel like that's, that is, that is one of the best ways because somebody yeah. will see it and be like, oh yeah, I do want girls. Boom, follow me. Yeah. But a lot of people, yeah, they find me on Instagram or Twitter, uh, Twitter as well. I'm shameless promotion, but I don't even care. <laughs> um, yeah, or just like on the road, I'll see people I'll be like, "Hi, you look like you want grills. Do you want some?" Here's my business card. Like, like so you're the definition of shameless. Plan. Oh, a hundred percent. You have to be in this day and age because mm. there's like mm. Facebook marketing and yeah. Instagram marketing, which I use, which is actually really good. good. It's powerful. But yeah, if you do it right, yeah, mm-hmm. to a certain extent, you have to know what you're doing. Yeah, but nothing beats seeing someone in the flesh who actually makes the jewellery that can give you their business card, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing that came to mind actually is that it's quite, I find it quite interesting because at the moment you're studying in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Jewellery Quarter? Yeah, I'm always yeah. there. <laughs> I, I might just like pull up a mattress and just like seep on the side of the road because I'm always there. Yeah, because there's so many, because it's, it's just so much jewellery. And I think there's um, diamond quarters or right on the other side. I yeah, literally sometimes I'll just yeah. go there and just like walk around and just like look at things, go into shops, be like, what do you do? You know, okay. what do you sell? Just to get a good, because like when you, if you look, you'll just mm-hmm. see like shops, but mm-hmm. it's like you have a shop front but there'll be like five people upstairs. One might be a diamond setter. One might be, so you have to yeah. like go in and start to know people. Yeah. But yeah, it's like any industry. You just got to get in and let the people know your face really. Mm. Okay. And um, you know, I just mentioned, of course, I just mentioned Jewelry Core, Diamond mm-hmm. Core. Some of those shops there, have you kind of like maybe, maybe not even them, like have you kind of looked at maybe partnerships and stuff with people like that to try and maybe get your, uh, your product out there a bit more not so much okay. yet but it's definitely something in my mind so, nice. you know, watch nice. this space nice. <laughs> okay, so we're going to be watching this space absolutely okay and uh what i was going to say so far so you've been running for three years mm-hmm. so i think that's enough time to go through the highs and the lows mm-hmm. of what you're doing so far <laughs> but i know it's just a startup so yeah at the same time um you're not fully uh you're not fully like full time in it because obviously, mm-hmm. obviously you're, you're kind of you're studying at the moment as well yeah have you had any challenges despite what yeah. you've been doing of course I mean yeah. I, think that's, <laughs> I think everyone who's had some some kind of business has had a challenge anyone like, who's got a, a business and say they don't have challenges is a liar 100% I'll say that again <laughs> I don't care who you <laughs> are who your again. dad is who your mum is yeah everyone has challenges yeah everyone and is, has there been any has there been any kind of notable challenge that, that oh, you've yeah. been through like so like I think during like my first year like I was stressed because I hated my course at uni I was like Mm. crying in my room because I couldn't do the work and like I wasn't even getting clients at that time and I was just like oh I don't want to do this anymore I'm (laughs) like there's been so many times where I've literally called my mum and said mum I'm not doing this anymore like I I I can't and I was just like come out of it I have to I always check myself and be like look at how far you've actually come like you've actually taught yourself how to make grills from watching videos who do you know that's done that yeah but yeah with the challenges i feel like the jewelry industry is actually i don't think a lot of people realize how stressful it is because Mm. with the jewelry industry so many things can go wrong especially with grills so many things and when things go wrong yeah i just want to cry because you have to do everything again Again. yeah it's crazy so it's a lot of time i mean Mm -hmm. and then I would say that the materials probably have a part to play mm-hmm. because you have to kind of um, 
use the materials right and maybe if you get maybe the the sizes or the yeah you know whatever wrong yeah it comes back on you <laughs> yeah 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 it's right. a very precise art yeah so yeah mm. but that's why you have to really i think definitely with grills you have to actually really like doing them because if you don't you'll actually just be like yeah no nah, forget this <laughs> <laughs> you'll just be like forget it. too much too much okay okay and um how does it work let's say for example i want to kind of mm-hmm. maybe i want a pair of grills yeah. or you do gold teeth as well yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. silver gold platinum wow okay diamond set anything diamond set okay, yeah yeah cool. yeah okay, what's the, what's like the most kind of expensive if someone's to approach you uh, that i've done or on that, that just in like that you've done actually um probably like i haven't really done any really extravagant ones yet yeah. but like probably like a pair of like vvs uh 18 karat gold teeth that mm. was like a good four figures plus mm. yeah <laughs> okay. was, that, was that a nice little cash flow for you yeah it was but like i think you know what do you know what's actually funny yeah so many people think i'm rich and i'm not like i think i think you're rich because, because of... they see my prices okay. and they think that the price that's on the paper is what i get okay like people don't understand that i actually have to pay for materials like mm. my time mm-hmm. this that that mm-hmm. but you know i i make enough you know, I'm not homeless or, you know, can't pay my bills. So, that's it. That's but it. Yeah, yeah, like, but you said how it works. So like, mm-hmm. say you DM me, you'd be like, if you didn't know what you wanted, yeah. I just tell you, you know, I do silver, gold, platinum, da, da, da. I explain everything to you, nine carat, whatever all that is. And then payment, because payment first, everyone always take payment first because people, <laughs> yeah, are scammers. <laughs> <laughs> so how much of the deposit like if, if i was to come and get like you know mm-hmm. diamond grills whatever what would be the deposit be? full payment full payment yeah if wow, you want to okay. if you or if you want to do deposit okay. i won't start the work until i get the full payment okay so full payment before you start anywhere yeah i yeah, think that's yeah. fair because mm-hmm. because of the nature of, of exactly the business. I think that's 100% exactly fair. and a lot of people don't understand that they might think i'm a scammer but it's like okay i understand but again i have to get the materials have to do this have, it's not like yeah. buying a pair of trousers where it might cost two pound to manufacture and you're selling it for 50 yeah. do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. but yeah you come to me we'd agree on a price pay it then i take your mold then from that mold yeah it's like and i don't know if anyone's ever had like braces but it's like that okay so it's like when i take the mold it's like a negative impression okay. so then what you have to do is use dental plaster to make a hard mold okay and then from that I do my magic, not not revealing any trade secrets here. <laughs> <laughs> I work my magic and then that gets cast into whatever material. Okay. And then, yeah, polish it up, get it set with diamonds and then give it back to the client. Wow. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. like that. Just like that. Okay. I made it sound so easy. Yeah. But I'm sure there's, I'm sure it takes quite some time. So how long usually would it, on average, would, would, is the turnaround? So let's say I place an order today. Mm-hmm. Like, when I get it at Christmas, like all you nah, get for like fourteen working days for like plain caps because it is mm. just me running the business. Course, but yeah. diamond caps anywhere like three to four weeks, depending. But okay. obviously, as my workload increases or decreases, course, I always yeah. give the client updates so they're not just waiting aimlessly like I was when I first got mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and uh, eventually, would you say that? when it grows that you're gonna have to kind of take on people would you have to would you say that you'll be training people when 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 the business grows when you take on more staff or would you be looking for people with skill sets already um how would you how would you defend the question i'm trying to ask um, mm -hmm. is how do you see yourself growing like with this like do you see yourself kind of having to train people Mm -hmm. or or just kind of 
delegate certain things mm. like admin or whatever mm. just so that you can have more time to work on your craft yeah or do you want to keep yourself kind of like kind of small to an extent so that you can kind of have a lot of the control um that's a good question yeah. i do it's definitely going to get to a point where i'm going to have to bring on people mm. and it i would be looking probably to take on people with some sort of skill set yeah but at the same time i would probably like take on people that w- are willing to learn you mm. know because every like you have to teach people like you can't I feel like you can't just always be a person that's like yeah da, 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 da. some people actually want to learn and if they're willing to learn I'll help them but also as well I want to get my family involved so like my little cousins bring mm. them in even my mum bring her in She, I don't want her to have to be going to work <laughs> I would like she says she doesn't want to work for me because she just doesn't want to work but <laughs> she will I'd prefer her to work for me than anyone else but oh. even like her on the admin side yeah. like just get everyone everyone involved so nice. you know something that if I'm away i say to my cousin boom you do this and like i know he's gonna do it but it's just i think it's about building a trustworthy team of people that show that they're they want to do it you know i'm not just gonna i'm not just gonna bring people in because they look good on paper they gotta do what they say of course yeah and that's the most important Mm -hmm. part and um how do you how does your family feel like your mom because you're obviously your name is Aradra you're obviously from Ghana right yeah and how does she feel about um your business because the typical kind of Ghanaian family or parents mm-hmm. parents you know wanting you to be like a doctor mm-hmm. lawyer, maybe even a dentist in yeah. your case <laughs> so like my dad's actually from Ghana and then my mom's side from Jamaica okay. so you know hop you next? Yeah, okay. yeah 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 so my mom, like, she loves it. She's on board. She's like my number one fan. She'll be on really? the roads, like, yeah, my daughter, she makes grills. Here's her card. So she, <laughs> I, do you know what's funny? So she's a shameless promoter. Yeah. Well. When I got wow. my first gold tooth, no, when I made my first gold tooth, I oh. showed her and I lied. And I was like, mom, like, look, like, my friend made this for me. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, it looks nice. And I was like, I lied. I made it. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, <laughs> I did it. What do you think? She was like, wow, really? And, oh, yeah. and then, like, my dad, like he what do you know what's actually funny he wanted me he was like yeah go to uni do english because you know english is the is the it will open up the world you can do anything (laughs) and i was like dad you know what i like english but don't like it that much and he was like just think about it and i was like no (laughs) so when i told him i was going to be a quantity survey he was like yes my that's a great professional women in construction Yeah, yeah 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 So now when I told him, I literally called him one day, I was in the jewellery court. I was like, dad, yeah, nah, I'm not doing this course anymore. I'm going to change my course to jewellery. And he, yeah. at this time he knew I was doing the grills and he was just like, what? And I was like, yeah. He was like, why? And I was like, I'm not enjoying it. He was like, hmm, you know, I think you should think about it. I was like, I've already done it. I've already changed. Yeah. And then he was like, I don't, I wouldn't say he was like disappointed, but I don't know like I think I think he just wants me to do well maybe Mm. he felt like I wasn't sure of what I wanted to do kind of thing yeah but in the end yeah he's he's fine with it like I'm like yeah dad look at what I made he's oh that's wonderful he's like yes I've got to send you my work now I want this made I want cufflinks made I want a ring made (laughs) it's like everyone's on board my grandparents like I used I was so scared to go to their house with my grills in because I thought they were going to cuss me okay I used to get to their house and I take all my gold teeth out and go in and I wonder, I was like, do you know what? Can't live like this. So I went in with my gold teeth in and I smiled. And I was like, Grandma, look. And she's looking at me and I'm looking at her. She, and I'm like, she's like, yeah, what? I was like, can't you see? She's like, what? I'm like, the gold teeth. She's like, oh, yeah, looks nice. <laughs> and from that day, I was like, yeah, everyone's on board. So it, I think, and it really helps me having mm. your family behind you because mm. 
family's everything do you know what i mean yeah, so it is, it's yeah. really nice to just have that support mm. so definitely definitely I hear, I hear you and um why do you think your dad want you to to pursue english because like, I, <laughs> I think he loves Eng- he loves english he like i get my love for reading from him mm. so yeah like i don't know in his mind i just think he thinks that if you have an english degree like i said before you can go into so many different avenues so i think he mm. he always has in mind for me what is the best for me kind of thing because mm-hmm. i think he knows i'm kind of an indecisive person so like i don't think he told me to be a doctor because like you know that's a bit much but english yeah he just loves english he loves he's very well spoken just loves just journalism you know all those different things and i really appreciate that mm. to be honest because you know i just think it's it's interesting it's good to have different um interests you know yeah. I'm a jeweler, but I like reading. I love learning. I love documentaries. Like people actually call me a nerd. Like I love a documentary. Love it. So me too. I guess that helps you because at the end of the day, you're self-taught, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're someone that's quite enthusiastic about learning, mm-hmm. then I think you have no problem 100%. teaching yourself. Because there's some people that they, you know, they get distracted mm-hmm. when they're trying to teach themselves something. So they mm-hmm. have to go to a school, yeah, or they have to go somewhere where where they get disciplined by yeah. the instructor to yeah, actually yeah. learn and do something. So it's quite a rare trait in this day and age where we're just bombarded with so much. So mm-hmm. a shout out to you. Thank you. You're thank doing you. a great job. Thank you. You're doing a great job. And um yeah. And would you say that you can make you have the you have the ability to make other types of jewelry as well? Because obviously I see you wearing some rings. Yeah, so I can I went on like a wax carving course. So I, I can make rings but like I'm not I need to perfect my skill. Mm. Like it needs, it need, it's not at a level where I'm ready to say, boom, mm. I'm going to make this, I'm going to make that because I don't, I feel like, I feel like it would be a disservice to my client to give mm. them a product that like, I'm not a hundred percent with myself. So mm. yeah, like I'm just learning every day, trying to practice like this lockdown is really giving me a chance to practice that. Like, I've taught, <laughs> I've started teaching myself how to design jewelry on a computer, which is so sick. Like, that's crazy. That's <laughs> where all the crazy designs are going to come out. Wow. But yeah, I just got to keep teaching myself really. <laughs> Great. And do you, do you get overwhelmed? Because obviously you're, you're studying at the moment as mm-hmm. well. And then obviously you're learning, you know, your trade as mm-hmm. well your business did you get overwhelmed when you're taking all of that in sometimes yeah at the start like my time management and load management was just shocking terrible like i'd be taking on jobs going to uni like i'd be at uni doing people's teeth not doing my uni work and then the whole day is gone and i'm just like okay what yeah. but it's all about finding balance you know but mm-hmm. i think that's the really good thing i think that that's why it was essential for me to change my course because if I was still studying quantity surveying and doing, I'd be finished. Because the way I was stressed during that first year, I wouldn't even wish that on anyone. It's terrible. But it's all about time management and not taking. I mean, money's nice, but yeah. my sanity's worth more. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I might a, get that printed on a t-shirt. You know? Why not? I, yeah, I like that. Why not? We'll just have it on a quote. I like have that. How about as a quote online? <laughs> okay now i understand where you're coming from i mean you know you just gotta get the the balance right Mm -hmm. and i think that's what uni is a great place to do because that's because especially when you're not um living at home and commuting to uni yeah if you're away (laughs) from home (laughs) i I, I heard that giggle man i'm sure if you were commuting you wouldn't have the freedom to do what you're doing huh um so yeah i mean 
obviously been having been to uni i understand where you come from because of mm-hmm. the, the university like it really gives you that it's character building to, thank you character you listen you yeah. uni is the biggest build of character there is i can't lie i slightly think uni is a scam but i'll keep that to myself but it's a place where you could be to an extent it is. yeah extent, you could be yeah. the shyest person at home mm-hmm. and you could do three years in uni and come out and be this public speaker ready to do anything yep. so yep. You know, on the one hand, yeah, uni might be a scam, but on the other hand, the people you meet, the experiences you go through, the things you learn inside and outside of uni, I really do think is priceless. So, wow. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah. And would you say that you can balance uni and your business a lot better now than, than you did at the start? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And, uh, how, and how did you overcome that? Like what, what kind of... Um yeah well, like what did you learn or what what kind of made you kind of learn how to balance things i just had to look at myself and like i saw it like i just saw how i was like i was like this is not the way for me to live like i have to actually be smart about things so like i would i would do things like so on wednesdays we didn't have uni so on wednesdays i would dedicate to going into the workshop and working on my business mm-hmm. like i was i would go to uni from like nine Mm-hmm. so uni was like nine till four mm-hmm. but we could stay in the workshop till eight so right. i'd literally be in uni from 9 a.m to 8 p.m yeah doing uni work doing working on my business i'd go back to my wow my yeah go back to my com probably eat something be yeah. doing more teeth and it was just getting crazy getting but crazy. i just had to learn especially like i had to learn like my bedroom is like my bedroom it's not actually my workshop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like yeah you gotta stop like when you come home from uni just relax Okay. And go to sleep early so you can get up early. So okay. yeah. So, okay. So if your bedroom wasn't your workshop, where are you making everything? So I I did actually start in like so even now at home like I just work out of my bedroom and yeah. my mum's like you can't be doing all that drilling in here all the <laughs> dust. And so do you know what she actually did? She actually set up a gazebo outside and she put a table outside. She was like, you need to work here. And I was just like, okay. Okay. But when I was in uni. I was working at my bedroom then I found like a bench space kind of workshop thing so okay. then that was much better for me because mm. I was a, I think that is when I learned how to manage the workload more because there was actually a distinction mm. between like work and home yeah so I think yeah that was that was a good shout and I think that's very important um thanks for sharing I think that's very important because um, people that tend to kind of um, mix things like work and study mm-hmm. sometimes it works against them because yeah. if for example <laughs> you have someone that's trying to study for an exam and then maybe rather than maybe going to study somewhere else maybe like a library or something mm-hmm. they'll go and do it in the bedroom nah. but then they find themselves being but if you're not disciplined enough yeah, yeah, pe- yeah. some people will find themselves distracted or mm-hmm. sleepy or one thing or the other you understand so yeah. I think for you to come out you know, and make that distinction is, is mm-hmm. I think it's great. Thank you. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, and um, what else was I gonna say is that um, obviously you've been going, you've been doing this business for some time now, mm-hmm. and um, what kind of plans do you have like for the future? Like, are you looking to kind of expand, or are you just focused on just kind of getting the business to a point where it can scale? You're gonna go international? Would you have any international clients, by the way? Yeah, like, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be so shameless. I'm the first and only person to bring grills to Dublin. Wow. Yep, I'll self-proclaim that. If any, if anyone has any, like, <laughs> objections, please let me know. But as far as I know, yeah, that's me. So, okay. Dublin. Why Dublin? 
what's what's taking? I mean, you mentioned Dublin earlier on in, mm-hmm. the, in the podcast. What, what's, what's, what's what's taking you out to Dublin? Like just, just family there? Or? Nah, just the, the market's there. The market's there. Yeah, like I I did a grill for someone in Dublin, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, you know, people over here they love grills. A lot of my he was like, all my friends fly to London, so I was like, boom, wow. cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how did you find that out? Did you, did you <laughs> did he come to you, and then you found and you learned that was the case, or did you kind of randomly stumble across that? How did you learn that Dublin was a, was another marketplace? So he came to me for his grill, and okay. like when when like. When he DM'd me, like, I was like, just check his profile. Like, when I saw Dublin, I was like, wait, what? I was like, how did this guy find me? So, obviously, I was gassed. Like, this was my first order out of the That's UK. I was like, right, let's do it. Okay. Did his grill, sent it to him. Okay. A few months later, I have a friend. He's from Dublin, but he lives in Birmingham. Okay. Shout out to Shagan. And he <laughs> was he was like, yeah, like, he was just telling me about the Dublin scene. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, probably check it out. So, I messaged the guy I did a grill for. And I was like, yo, like, what's Dublin saying? You know, he was like, me and my boys, shout out to 999 Island. He was like, they're doing a, um, they're doing a pop-up. And he's like, yeah, you should come through. Okay. And that was the beginning of it. Yeah. So literally like, I was like, mom, mom. She was like, what? I was like, I'm going to Dublin. And she was yeah. like, what for? I was like, client. So I explained it. She was like, yes. She was like, right. She was telling me what to do. So literally... Like, I just went there by myself. It's so crazy. Every time I've been to Dublin, I've been by myself. I just flew there. And uh, people in Dublin, like, I just love them. I love Dublin. Like, it's just so yes. lit. They show me so much love. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Do you think that's where you're, like, your main kind of customer base is right now? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You need to invest heavily in Dublin. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, probably maybe a bit more ads or a lot more. Yeah, S- definitely. SEO, local ads. I definitely. Know. Just focus probably more retention on Dublin. Yeah. Wow. I need impressive. to go. I, do you know what? I need to go back, but this whole coronavirus situation has actually really messed everything up. <laughs> so, um, will, we, will, will we be seeing you on the Ryanair flight anytime oh, soon? Oh, listen. <laughs> you listen to me. Yeah. You see, everyone everyone cusses Ryanair. You know, Ryanair are my guys. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Every time I've, I don't think I've paid more than £40 return for a flight to Dublin. Wow. Ryanair, my, as soon as I see Dublin on that sale list, I'm there. there. <laughs> I am there. I'm there. So do you stick all your stickers and your? Do you do all your shameless plugging? Yeah. Yeah. Well? Yep. Do, do you get any kind of repercussions? Does anyone kind of come against you? Like you can't do this here. Or? Not really, because I just do it. Like I, okay. I don't make a big deal out of it. Okay. Like I'll just take like, sticker out my bag, you know, stick it, walk away. <laughs> 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 like, let's, let's let me run quickly. Yeah, but yeah, before they before the before the um the shameless blog comes. Literally, come. but do you know what I used to do like yeah. when I was when I was in uni, like when I was doing quantity surveying, like I would print like five hundred flyers, and like I don't know why, but I would wait until like three in the morning when no one was about, mm-hmm. and I used to go to every accommodation block, in, and I would go from like the twelfth floor down. Put like two flyers through. I'd be doing that night. I'd okay. stick them up in the elevator. And the woman in my old accommodation, she was such a hater. Like she knew it was me because okay. I'd always walk around with the hoodie. Yeah. She walked because I left. I lost my key, so she gets in the that's, lift with me, it. and she sees my flyer like <laughs> hung up. I'm te- the woman took it out and ripped it in front of me. I just I was wow. like, what? I was like, that's a hater. That's a hater. <laughs> <laughs> So hey, oh man. She wish she could afford your girls, huh? She couldn't. She <laughs> looked on the website and saw the prices and got upset. Yeah. 
So she had to she had to get the next best thing and just fly and rip it up right in front of me. Nah, man, but shameless <laughs> promotion is the way. Trust me. Okay. And how do you think that's working for you? Like, how do you track all of this? Did you get people coming to you saying, "Oh, I found your sticker on um, on the trolley in Asda"? <laughs> Normally, when people DM them, first thing I say is, "Hi, how are you?" Yeah. And then when we get talk, I say, "Oh, how did you find out about me?" Okay. Yeah, most people will say, "Friend, you did my friend's grill." Okay. I just saw you on Instagram. I saw your flyer. Then I just be like where and then you okay. know i kind of okay. gauge it from that okay so, so how do you think it's uh doing do, do, do you really like do do you reckon that your shameless plugin is working for you or to an extent or yeah not, not as much as i feel like the flyers stuff? it wasn't like the greatest idea because mm. like maybe out of the whole block maybe only two people would want a grill so, okay. <laughs> yeah. so it's something for you yeah. i guess i guess i think for you i think that's the interesting thing about the jewelry business it's more kind of um high ticket than mm-hmm. quantity so you miss mm-hmm. more quality quality high ticket rather than Definitely. a volume business is more of a of a you know Definitely. margin more of a margin mm-hmm. business right so i guess even if you have let's say a council flat in mm-hmm. south london let's say you put flyers in there and only two people buy that's still good for you it's still it? two more people than that's, i had the day before do you know go. what i mean a they client's know. a client and money in my bank account yeah. is money in my bank account okay, yeah. <laughs> so i don't discriminate yeah <laughs> So, so the fact that you're finding out where people are um, finding you from, mm-hmm. it's great because all you need to do then is just kind of like to accelerate, you know, it's just Definitely. to kind of scale that up a bit more. 100%. Okay. Well, that's, wow. <laughs> that's, that's, this is quite unique. It's quite interesting. It really is. Very unique. Wow. Like you're doing a great job. Thank you. Well I try. Done, I job. really try. Well done. So, I mean, obviously you spoke about flying to Dublin and I know you flew to Ghana. How was that for you? Do you know what's crazy? I'm 21 and yeah. the first time I went to Ghana was last year, October. Okay. So, we went just just before the year return kind of period. I, I wish I... Do, do you know... Do, do, it's really bad <laughs> that I didn't... I knew people... A lot of people went back in December, but I didn't know like how big and how many people mm. went for your return so when i like came back in october and then in december i clocked i was like oh yeah definitely gotta go out in december because that is when like beyonce like random people were there like like, beyonce all these people and i was just like oh interesting yeah i can name a whole bunch of it's crazy crazy but yeah i mean i saw quite a few people out there did you go yeah i was there man (sighs) I mean, my 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 parents live there, so I oh, I get to visit. Love that, as love much that. As I can. She's like, hey, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, for me, it was like it's like going back home because I used to live in Ghana. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Ghana was <clears throat> popping that period. Lots of traffic. I can imagine. Lots of, lots of traffic, not just cars. Ghana traffic. Oh my. Ghana traffic and LA traffic. Yeah. They are like neck and neck for neck worst. Neck. Oh. Yeah. You know, I nearly missed my flight back to England. Did you? Yeah, because of the traffic. Yeah, because we were meant to go back to our hotel Mm -hmm. to like pick up our stuff, but we were on like the roads and I'm like, we were like to the guy, nah, don't go to the, just go straight to the airport. Mm. So we had to, we had to tell everyone, just pack our bags for us and come. Mm. Crazy, (laughs) crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the downsides to Accra (laughs) because it's so heavily populated. I Mm. guess it's not as bad as Lagos because the population of Lagos is the population of Ghana itself, believe it or not. Yeah, it's crazy. Traffic, I don't know. Yeah. I just have to fly everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And um, what was your highlight of of going to Ghana, actually? What, What did you enjoy? This is going to sound cliche, but like the whole thing. Because yeah. for me, like, I didn't 
grow up with Ghanaian culture. Mm-hmm. I grew up with Jamaican culture. So mm-hmm. like Jamaican culture is really all I know. Really? Even yeah. with your mum being Ghanaian? No, no. My mum's yeah. side is Jamaican. My dad's side is Ghanaian. Ghanaian. Oh, but dad's side is Ghanaian. Okay. I didn't really get okay. that growing up. So okay. I didn't. I didn't know what to expect when I went. Okay. And when I went, I was pleasantly surprised because like the the young people out there, like they're just like me. They're just like us. Like they like the same things as us. Yeah. If in if anything, they're like more they're more fashion forward than us. Like yeah. I was going yeah. out there seeing them with Rick Owens, Jordans, like off white. And yeah, I was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yo, you lot are doing things yeah and i was just like this is it's nice to see because every a lot of people have this oh you know got africa's poor they don't have shoes on their yeah. feet nah. but it's totally the opposite Ghanaians love to show off probably Nigerians, i'm telling you probably Nigerians a bit more. <laughs> yeah i'm telling you that yeah. but the skills out there is crazy mm. like even like when you see the markets, like you'll see like you know that the clothes are fake, but the fake clothes actually look better than the real. Does I saw <laughs> listen to me? I saw some fake like Supreme and Nike, and I said that is actually better that was on the run than what was on the runway. Yeah, and they make it themselves. I was like, this is what this is what you mean. Like the creativity there is levels. It's yeah. crazy. Definitely is crazy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's quite something, Ghana. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad definitely you, you had a great experience. I'm sure you tried to sell some grills over there. I tried, I tried, <laughs> but I don't think the people are liking the prices. <laughs> I think it's a different market out there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, just to bring this to a close. Um, well, actually, on the top of Ghana, I'm gonna ask you my customer question. Okay. So, what's the sound of a crowd to you? So, when someone mentions a crowd to you, what mm-hmm. thoughts, feelings, at mind? Um, emotions come to mind home first of all because mm. even though i've only been there once it's like when that when that klm plane touched the ground yeah i felt this wave of emotion and i just had tears in my eyes and i said wow i'm home like <laughs> 21 years and i'm home wow. so i also think the sound of a cry is just pure creativity mm. like Free the youth Ghana, shout out to them. I'm wearing their jacket today. Make sure you lot go get that dropped already. Yeah. Free <laughs> the youth Ghana, Cloverland, they've been featured in Vogue. They've done campaigns with Nike and Foot Locker. Mm. It's crazy. Like, I don't even think you, you don't even see that kind of creativity over here. <laughs> I'm being so serious, yeah. but it's just like a mix of it's just happiness as well like i was so happy when i was in i was not thinking about my phone bill being paid i was not thinking about anything except what fruits am i eating for breakfast (laughs) where am i going today you know do i need an umbrella it was just (laughs) umbrella (laughs) and you know what hustle hustle as well Mm. okay when i say the hustle out there is real yeah these ghanaians yeah they know what hustle is. Hundred percent. They could sell. What do they say? You could. They could sell water to a fish. Yeah. <laughs> you might not even want to buy what they're selling, but like when they start running beside the van you're in and they're putting their, they're like, okay, it might start at fifty CDs. By the end, you've got it down to like twenty. Love it. Like they're just born hustlers, man. They yeah. Love it. That's the thing about Ghana. I mean, especially those that are street hawkers, mm-hmm. or, um, they don't have very much. Yeah. And I think this is why I talk about in, um, I, have, I wrote an article that mm-hmm. went viral actually, um, what I learned about street hawkers in mm-hmm. Ghana. Yeah. And one of them, the key things I mentioned is that when your back is against your wall, 
um, you'd be surprised what you find yourself doing. Mm-hmm. And there, lo and behold, people are trying to sell to you, even when you're saying no, no, yep. no. <laughs> You know the the window cleaner guy will try and clean your car. Yeah, they start pouring the water, and then they've done it, and you're just like, "Well, I can't really tell him no." That is a great. Do you know what? The street hawkers, if they came here, top sales. Yeah. Top. Forget the man in Canary Wharf. Forget them. (laughs) Bring the street hawkers. They blow all of them out the water. (laughs) There's a few here, but you just find them selling roses. But it's a bit irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. Up the game. That 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 screen washing technique. Yeah. That is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Because, because they they guilt trip you and you feel like yeah, you and then they'll just look it. at you and then yeah. you're like, oh, I actually can't let him leave. And just, you know. Yeah, and I think the best ones are the airport, the trolley, the oh. take your trolley. <laughs> yeah. You won't. You will just look at him, and already that's like five <laughs> CDs. He'll walk over to you. That's another five. Yeah. Like that's my mum was saying, he called someone. She called someone to help with her bags, whatever, whatever. At the end, gave him money. And the guy was like, what about my boss? And then my mum was like, what What about your boss? He's not here. And he was like, yeah, but you had to, my boss had to call me to come and help you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, I love oh that. Yeah. I love that. They get creative. They do get they creative. They do, man. They do. But at the same time, you can't blame them. I, you can't blame them because it's just not easy for some of them. You got to do what you got to do. Mm, but make it creative. It's not easy um, for some of them. Roger, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I've had a great time. I don't think I've laughed this much in a while. <laughs> it's been good. Nah, it's been really, really good. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for opening up. Um, and in terms of where people can find you, mm-hmm. I know you've got your website, uh, yep. 17jewelers.com, and you got the Instagrams at 17jewelers. Yep. Yeah. Oh, was there anything else that I missed? Um, nah, just find me on Instagram. I'm, I'm a bit, I won't lie, I'm a bit quiet now, but you know, it's the calm before the storm. Mm-hmm. When I come back, I'm going to yeah. hit you guys with some real interesting projects. So just mm. keep watching, you know. Yeah. Also, I just want to do another shameless ones. plug. If you go on my Instagram profile, 17jewelers, uh-huh. click the link in my bio and I've actually written uh, it's over 20 pages of, it's a diamond guide. So it teaches you all about diamonds, carrot, the four C's, cut, color, clarity, all of that. Wow. Uh, how diamonds are formed, rarest colored diamonds, most expensive diamonds. So it's free. Make sure you go download that and learn something during lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> I guess we'll have that linked in the in the show notes. That'll be good. Yeah, yeah. So you can get the show notes by going to thesoundofacrow.com. And um, any final announcements or any words you can leave with the audience before we close the show um just do you in it don't really worry about anyone else do what <laughs> makes you happy and okay. you'll be happy in life that's it well there you have it guys that's a radra um one seven jewelers uh, i said 17 jewelers okay. just before just <laughs> forgiving me thank god <laughs> and, um, thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next one yes take sir care, make sure you tune in guys cheers take care guys bye <laughs>